2: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP-01005.
3: Sam Edmonds, um, it feels like we're going to crack all thresholds yeah. this this season. There's some of some of the old... Um the tethering of the trade period, be it cultural or be it age, it feels like we're going to break... Through some ceilings and really open up player mobility even further.
0: Yeah, I think that's right, Jared. So twelve months ago, when we sat down and uh, on your show, we spoke about the tumbleweeds are about to yeah. roll through the trade period. Well, we're we're about to enter shootout uh, territory in this <laughs> trade period. That's for sure because the guns are well and truly loaded. Now you've given me the unenviable task of ranking the storylines. The I mean,
3: five most <laughs> compelling trade storylines as they stand right now. You're going to dish them up and Dermot and Leon will, will take a, a shot at it.
0: Well, there's no shortage of material here. So um, we'll, we'll start with Fremantle. I think it's fair to say when it comes to the Fremantle Dockers, they are grand zero for this trade period that he's going to go off with a bang. I mean, building since the start of the year too. So managers convinced, the play, managers that manage players at Fremantle, convinced since you know, March, April and May, that there was a plan to bring in Luke Jackson and so it appears to be playing out. So Colin Young is one of the more powerful player managers in the game, particularly with the Western Australian clubs and I, I think he was hurt by some of the commentary about last year that that Lobb trade request to GWS that came so late and couldn't be fulfilled. The same with Bobby Hill who wanted out of GWS. Now Lobb has been wanting out since then and there have been discussions, you know, as far back as 10 to 12 months with Fremantle indicating that they would trade him this year. So Peter Bell saying that they wouldn't sanction a trade has rocked him a fair bit so let's have a quick listen perhaps this is this is Peter Bell on the Fremantle website this week on the Rory Lob trade request.
1: Uh, Rory uh, indicated that he was seeking a trade we had a conversation with Rory where, um, where we um, informed him that due to his contracted status and also the importance that he um, has for our structure that uh, we wouldn't be able to facilitate f- uh, a trade for Rory.
0: So just before we reach the the end of storyline number one on the trade space. So Rory Lobb wants to get to the dogs who've committed to him. Liam Jones as well. Now Young also manages Griffin Logue who was slow to get an offer and then when he did it was deemed unders. Blake Akers is the same. The former set for North Melbourne. The latter set for Carlton. Darcy Tucker is contracted but will depart and the club are happy for that as much as the player. Lloyd Meek is plotting a path away from Fremantle as well with a year to run on his contract. So the queue for him is long. GWS, Melbourne, West Coast have an interest in him as well as others. So at Fremantle Jared there is a lot happening and I was pretty keen to ask Leon and Derm with a big with the unicorn coming in if uh, if we, we hear that Luke Jackson referred to as the unicorn one more time I'll tell you what but with the unicorn I'll ban you from the trade that's belt if you it. keep using that. <laughs> the unicorn coming in Jared how much do they give up the other way? Is there a risk that the depth that has underpinned their campaign could be compromised?
3: And you've got some mm. first-hand experience on the lob scenario mm. from 12 months ago. Yeah. Leon.
2: Look I think um, Sam, look, it, it all depends on the length of the contract and the size of the contract for Jackson. And clearly, to, to pry him out of Melbourne, it's got to be a, a large one. And they're probably sitting there thinking, well, we don't want to be stuck in years to come. Do we have to act now? Is there another young winger? And I'll I'll sort of go from Akers to Logue. Uh, you talked about Darcy Tucker. Those three players are probably a little bit... Um, well, Acres has had a very, very good year, but they're sitting there thinking, well, we can't pay Acres 500 because we've got to pay Jackson. We can, we've can, we got another winger sitting underneath, or we can bring in another winger for 250. So they can, oh well, that money needs to go to... Then they try to probably up the ante a little bit to Acres, but Acres thinks, well, no, I can get a better deal somewhere else. I've had a very good year. And there's the first sort of storyline. The second storyline will be Logue... I can't get in because Cox and Pierce and Ryan are ahead of me at the back line and they are still got a very, very good you know, five or six years ahead of them, those three. I'm playing this Mr. Fix-It role. How do I get to my best position? That's another storyline that then, okay, well, and I'm probably getting offered 350 400 as an example, but I can get 500 or 550 somewhere else. They want that money for Jackson. There's the next one. Darcy Tucker's probably thinking, oh, "I can't get into the middle of the ground because of Sarong and mm. Brayshaw and so and so and so and so," and so then there's another storyline. But probably what's happened in all of this is coming at the detriment of Rory Lobb's Clear. Indication, and we were trying to get him at the Giants last year and we thought we nearly had him. Okay, he, he felt for whatever reason, he think, oh, I needed to get out of Perth and he wanted to come back to the club he originated at, the Giants. He's saying, well, okay, well, I'll dig in and I'll play another 12 months and then I'll go again. And it looks like he probably was number one, Sam, probably halfway through the year. Mm. But with all these other storylines happening, he's now been put down to probably number four or five and they're sitting there and going, I don't think we can do this now because it's way too many players even though we are putting a lot of eggs in that um, basket of bringing Jackson over we need to keep lob and so that then can become a disgruntled player who might say well no we've been brewing this has been brewing for nearly two years I want out
1: Is it fair to say then that for Rory to get his wish three other trades have to happen ahead of him Jackson has to be done. They have to see how much m- money's still in the purse. Griffin Logue needs... They need to work out which way Griffin Logue works, and then you might
2: be able to get to I think Rory. it's the other way. I mm. think it's the other way, Dim. I think it's... The Jackson deal looks like it's going to be done. I mean, it's a probably yeah. the best-kept secret that's out everywhere. But the second one is, I think they have to go, no, we're keeping Logue. Now Rory can get done. Because if Logue and Tucker... And um, Leek, Meek, Lloyd and four of them, done. they don't want to lose five season players that are in that bracket of 22 to 26 or 27 years old all of a sudden overnight.
1: Yeah. And and the reason you need to do the, the Griffin Logue one is because you want him forward in the absence mm. of of Rory Lobb.
3: Mm. It's an interesting, look, it's more intriguing by the day, I think. So Fremantle's one with yep. Rory Lobb as the poster boy for that. Who? What's two?
0: Well, they're related. Two and one are related, as Leon points out. We go to Luke Jackson, who this week confirmed, well, the worst kept secret in the game, that he wants to return home to WA. West Coast are saying they won't trade pick two. They've also got 20. Fremantle have pick 13, and bugger all else's things stand. So I think it's actually shrewd management, just as an aside, Jared, for Jackson's management to not nominate a club which we've seen can blow back on players who want to quote go home but do they really want to go home if you're nominating a specific club so there's every expectation that he gets the Dockers and as West Coast have said they need to actually sit down with Jackson first to see whether he actually wants to come to them so it would appear as though they're not fully convinced either the fact they're not willing to part with pick two as list manager Rowan O'Brien said I'm, I'm not sure what else gets it done perhaps there's a split of two if Jackson was willing to play for the Eagles. I I don't expect it would get to that. Rowan O'Brien, just quickly, he spoke during the week on SENWA.
3: Oh, there's an air of confidence that we think we can convince him and we can uh, hopefully get the deal done. Um, But as I said, uh, opportunities like Luke don't come along very often, so... Uh, when they do come along, you'd be remiss not to explore them and put your best foot forward.
0: I think the footy world would be absolutely shocked if he nominated West Coast. I think we're, we're convinced that he's going to join Fremantle. Then we get into a wider discussion of how does it work with Sean Darcy in his prime years at the moment in Purple.
3: I'm more interested in the value. So pick two feels right to me, but Fremantle aren't going to be anywhere near that. So Melbourne's starting point is two top 10 picks. I think they're right to start there, knowing they w- that's not what they'll get. Mm. But I think it's the right starting point.
2: Yeah, oh, look, I think Fremantle fallback will be their pick 13, and you'll get our first pick next year. I think they'll. that's the way to get the deal done, and there'll be lots of haggling and Mm. exchanging the picks. I mean, the real interesting one, as you mentioned, Sam, is the West Coast sits 17th, second pick in the pre-season draft. Yeah. Now, clearly, Melbourne do not want to lose him for nothing. So, Fremantle are probably sitting there thinking, we're in a pretty good position here because um, if he goes to West Coast, Fremantle lose and so to Melbourne. And so, and West Coast, I don't think would want to give up pick two. They're, they've they acknowledged they need to go to the draft. They want to get, bring some kids in. It's, and I don't think they have that the player personnel to start exchanging players back towards Melbourne. No.
3: Any broader implications in this, Dermot, a pick three. 3 years so this is Isaac Rankin this is Luke Jackson this is not just yeah. an expansion club return home is yeah. usually that's where the conversation is embedded it's it's not that it's this generation of player is ready to take empowerment sooner than their predecessors it certainly
1: swung in the last decade hasn't it the first hint we had of the player wielding power over the clubs was when Chris Judd said, "I'm coming home, and I nominate my own team, Carlton, as my destination." And we all sat mm. back and went, "The cheek of the man!" <laughs> That's when it started, yeah. um, and it's become it's become the standard play now, hasn't it? So, I think to go to drill into it, Jackson's a desperately fine player, a, an, an excellent player at this stage of his career and on an upward uh, plane. I can't warrant two top 10 picks for him right now. I could seam I could away to a top 10 and something of, of significant value, but not two top 10 picks.
3: All right, so those are the first two, Fremantle and Luke Jackson. I might clear our break now, Sam, and then go three, four, and five. We're deep in the the trade discussion. We're gearing up for all the action today at the SCG for Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. The award-winning Crunch Time.
0: Who needs a reverend for Harley Heaven? The Harley Davidson Pan America is coming to Harley Heaven in Melbourne, Dandenong and Ringwood. Visit
3: harleyheaven.com.au for details. The trade scenarios are revving like rarely before Sam Edmund is taking us through them. One, Fremantle, two Luke Jackson. What's the third most compelling storyline right now?
0: I think it's Josh Dunkley and the Western Bulldogs, Jared. Now that Brisbane is out of the equation, all the hurdles that could be in front of uh, this decision have now been removed. So an announcement is due early next week here. So the Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, all in the mix. He's not a free agent. He needs to be traded for. Dot joining, we've always said, you're saying Brisbane, but he has never been one to rush a decision on either. So his situation is absolutely fascinating as it unfolds. And then you extrapolate that out. To, there's a bit happening at the Dogs in terms of potential departures as well. That's headlined by Josh Dunkley, but also Hayden Crozier. Contracted, but looking around for other opportunities. And if there is one, he'll be off. Josh Shackey, no deal for him. Been kicking bags in the VFL. Zane Cordy does have an offer, but hasn't signed it. So perhaps he is off as well. Jason Johansson now more likely to stay, given the Suns have moved on to Ben Long, who's requested a trade up there. But Josh Dunkley finally will get a decision, I think Early next week.
3: And you think, Leon, that would be a great acquisition for the Lions?
2: Well, in terms of complementing their their run, their endurance base, they need to do that. And with the young kid coming in who apparently covers the ground already, young Will Ashcroft, I just adding two overnight. Uh, he's not the most polished player, Dunkley, but he just he's just a competitor. And he gets he just he's there all the time. So I think that would suit the Lions if they were after him. I mean it'd also suit Port Adelaide. So clearly those two are after his services.
1: And as you're we touched on forty five minutes ago, if
0: you're the line coach for the Lions. Yes. Uh yeah, you can do more things forward Absolutely. with him as well.
3: Four Sam.
0: Leon's a master at this because he steered us into four as well. So uh, the Hawks (laughs) and the Lions are related here. So Jack Gunston will next week make a call like Dunkley, and like Dunkley, he has heavy interest from Brisbane. He's a free agent and will be a very nice replacement for Dan McStay, who, of course, is joining Collingwood. He bounced back from that back problem, 32-24 from 16 games this year. His teammate Tom Mitchell wants out as well and has knocked on Collingwood's door. But just on the Lions, though, so they've lost a preliminary final. They have a commitment from the best player in the draft, the father-son, Will Ashcroft. Then there's Jasper Fletcher. Fletcher, the son of Adrian, also available as a father-son, and considered a first-round talent. Then there's Gunston, who could join as a free agent, so again, they don't have to give up anything for him. Dunkley does need to be traded for, and the Dogs will command that capital, but the Lions will need to accumulate the points to do it, but they could bring in Ashcroft, Fletcher, Dunkley, and Gunston, and they were one game away from getting into a grand final. Oh, settle down. Come on.
1: (laughs) I don't want to lose Jack Gunston. (laughs) So,
2: so Sam, is it Is it real that Jack is looking around? It's a 50-50 call,
0: I think it's fair to say, Leon. He has had the offer from Hawthorne for some time, but he's held off on signing that. And we know that Brisbane have tabled an indicative offer for him. So at the moment here, he just has a choice to make. He requested some more time um, for next week. So uh, that's one that he's been sitting on, Brisbane or staying put at Hawthorne.
2: Yeah, Uh, Derm, it's it's an issue. From a Brisbane point of view, we're talking about that medium player. Yeah. I was sort of the the, the high half forward. Yeah. Gunston, massive motor, huge work rate, straight shooter. Now, clearly that would have dropped away a little bit as he's got a little bit older, but he's not the one that gets right up the ground like he used to in the early days when Hawthorne won flags. Basically played on the wing. But he can run.
1: Yeah. I I think Luke Bruce re-signing with Hawthorne Mm. will have a little bit of an effect on... Jack Gunston, yeah. uh, I've, I've, positively or negatively? Positively, yep. yeah. Stay I think, together. I think he'll say we are the ones who can see this through. This is our, this is our legacy. Um, other than that, you, you, my belief—I've said it many times—is that yeah, if the player wants to go and chase success, you cannot begrudge him. Isaac Smith, okay, mm. he, he was probably emotionally, mentally done at Hawthorne. He's got a new lease on life, and he is the epitome of the old new lease on life. I've gone to a new club, I'm free-spirited, I'm going out there, I'm playing great footy again. I have this belief that if you've got a a, a prestige car, once it hits 200,000 k's, you trade it in. You get peanuts for it, because it's got a lot of miles on the clock. But it's still running beautifully. Jack Gunston is still running beautifully. And if you let, allow him to walk from the club, you get nothing for that car. Mm, mm. You may as well get you may as well keep him for the full life of the motor. Because what you get for him, whether compensation or a draft choice at this stage, it's not gonna be as good as Jack Gunston's last two seasons. No. So Keep running that prestige vehicle, I reckon. I That's must
3: say your analogies, both of you, have been Jared. <laughs> upon is, the that, shelf Jared
2: is that the Hawthorn coming out any? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Boring <laughs> uh, out of him, it
3: wasn't. <laughs> What's right. number five, Sam?
2: Whip
0: through this one. The Melbourne Smalls. I did agonise over five. There's a special mention when I get to as well. But Jackson's teammate, Cosy Pickett. Now the Port interest is real and strong, but it might also need to be long, Jared, because Cosie told the Demons at his exit interview he's excited about spending 2023 at the club, but that is the the final year of his contract now he has held off on signing an extension melbourne would love to get him to do that he hasn't done that so maybe a watch for next year we know porter bringing in junior rioli and perhaps the second round compo pick they get for carl amon makes that happen but toby bedford has a vfl grand final to play tomorrow and then a very big decision to make has a contract offer from melbourne but also interest from a host of clubs north melbourne Essendon, and gws my special mention is gold coast we spoke about this earlier this week, Jared. I think the Suns are about to pull the trigger on something very proactive. The salary cap threat and the salary dump trade. We've had a sprinkling of those in recent times. The Suns and Will Brody only last year. Collingwood and Adam Trelaw famously before that. But I think the Suns are about to embark on something. They've had access to a bigger list due to the concessions. And they've got the likes of Raoul and Anderson out next year. Ben King will roll around quickly as well. They need to protect their elite young talent from poachers. And the challenge for clubs like the Suns, as we've seen at the Giants, is they have had to to pay more to keep these players from established clubs in established markets and the cycle they feel will only keep repeating you know hopefully for them contend lose players go to draft contend lose players go to draft now the suns are going to look to snap that in some way shape or form i think in this trade period and it does loom as a really fascinating scenario
3: So potentially Suns players who we couldn't have imagined being on the open market?
0: I think so. Just because they need to balance the books better. I'm not sure what shape that manifests itself in in reality, but it's certainly a watch. I think we'll hear about more on that shortly.
3: Turn your daily commute into a daily thrill-seeking adventure at Harley Heaven Melbourne, Ringwood and Dandy.